days yet? It's not really. I mean, they've got the decorations up and all the stores and stuff. It's starting to get busy at work. And it just... started earlier this year. Okay. Uh, so, happy almost holidays, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to the Snakes Cast. I'm Jonathan. With me once again is Mandy Jelsma. Hey, guys. Thanks for coming back. No problem. So, of course, everybody likes to get games for Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. It's a weird thing, though, because firstly, you have to figure out what's going to be a good fit for them. Secondly, you have to be able to afford it. Thirdly, you have to get something that's actually going to get played. Right. I mean, the game industry, I mean, we we look at stuff like you know the, the, the library at Snakes and Lattes. We look at the top 100 at BoardGameGeek.com. That's like a tiny fraction of what actually gets sold game-wise. Like, you want to see what actually gets sold? Go to, like, a Spencer Gifts or something. And, you know, Yahtzee, all these different versions of Monopoly, that's what really makes the money. Yeah. It's, like, where 90% of the of, of the profit is. Like, think about this. Yahtzee is 20 bucks, And in that box, you get a plastic cup, five dice, a pad of paper, and a mini golf pencil. Hasbro makes a lot of money. It's my mother's favorite game. <laughs> Hi, Mom. We'll have to try and get her a copy of Yam Slam if we can, see if that can sort of wean her off. Or here. Vegas. Ooh, Vegas would be yeah. good. So, yeah, that's... And the thing is this. that It's just, if you don't have a board game cafe nearby where people can teach you how to play stuff, it's a huge barrier getting to a point where you can actually be playing something unless you already know it from when you were little. So, mostly when people buy games... For, for the holidays and stuff, what they're buying isn't so much the game to play as the experience of seeing the expression on their friend's face as they open it. And that's why you've got, like, Monopoly Family Guy edition. Because, oh, Cousin Jamie likes Family Guy. We can get them Family Guy Monopoly. or Makes sense. These kinds of things. The, the, that time, this time of year at Snakes and Lattes, out of the woodwork comes all of the skinned versions of the classics. Mm-hmm. All the games that are usually quite common, but we don't carry them because they're quite common, like checkers, mm-hmm. or cheesy, chess. The games that we normally don't carry, they, they come around this time of year. And it makes sense because, well, it's, it's, a, it's a known quantity. It's dangerous to buy somebody a present when you don't know what's inside the box. Yeah, even if you work. know in your heart of hearts they'd love it, it just might not be something they want to open and try. Exactly. It might not, it might not hit the table. It might not be something that they feel comfortable diving into because learning games when you don't have somebody there who is going to help you with it is rough. Mm-hmm. Even if you have YouTube uh, you know, to, to check, tutorials are sometimes actually pretty difficult to get through. And especially around the time of the holidays when people are so exhausted from all of the business they have to deal with. The effort of learning a game can be just too much. You want to fall back on the classics. You do. All of this is true. You can get Monopoly, you can get Yahtzee, it'll do fine. People will be always happy to receive something like this, especially if it's something that that they know that you know that they like. The effort that you've put into getting this is something that is always going to be appreciated. But if you've got a friend who loves games... If you want to go that extra mile, if you want to get them something that they will be able to sink their teeth into, we're going to start off Monday this week by talking about some of the heavy duty stuff. So, Mandy, you've been running the Snakes and Lattes Twitter account and you've had some questions for people. How did that go? Well, I, I asked the Twitterverse, as I like to call it, what they wanted for the holidays, and I got dozens and dozens of answers. Um, it was very interesting. Um, the number one game, which actually brought myself to the attention of this game, was Charterstone. 
Okay. Um, which is a legacy campaign style game that we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. Um, and what else was there? What makes that one special? What is what is it about Charterstone that uh, that draws people to it? Why is it so hot? Well, when when it was uh, appearing so much on Twitter, I turned and asked uh, one of my coworkers who was a guru sitting next to me. I was like, "So what is this game? Pitch it to me." And they're like, "Well, it's Lords of Waterdeep, but campaign, and you modify the the board, and at the end, you'll have a different version of the game than someone else who's completed the campaign, so you can play." different games for the same game with different people so yeah i want that yeah i was like i'm in and in take my money <laughs> unfortunately it's not out till what's december 12th i yes, think yeah so good luck getting hold of a copy of that because <laughs> the entire geek verse is just clamoring to get this uh, lords of waterdeep i think was one of our first game spotlight episodes so that's that's continued to be a huge hit. I just taught People it the other night at the cafe. Worker placements. I love worker placement games. It's it's such a great genre for not only veteran game players but for new people as well. Mm-hmm. And you know, holiday season, you're going to get people of different skill levels and different interest levels in games. So you need something that's going to be able to do that. Charterstone, of course, being a legacy game, something you play over and over again, you kind of going to want the same group ideally yeah. to be able to play repeatedly. But Build your own Lords of Waterdeep. I know. That's pretty cool. Right? And you'll have a different game that you can play with different people later on, which is Mm -hmm. great. And uh, I think they've also got this refresh pack. A lot of people uh, are worried about these legacy games being disposable games. You play them once and then they're basically done. Not so in this case, because once you've finished doing all the modifications and stuff, you now have a final form of this game that you can replay again and again. And there's also a refresh kit you can get for extra money, and the board is double-sided. So you just take the original board, you flip it over, it's blank now, you use a refresh kit to start your whole Do campaign over again. again, and now you have two unique versions of this game that right. you and your friends built together. <sighs> yeah, definitely on the top of my wish list. What else was there that the Twitterverse really liked? There was Mansions of Madness, which came out earlier this year. Um, so, yeah, that's been up for a little while. I, I can see why, because the fact that it plays itself... Uh, at least you don't need a, a keeper to be the horrible things. And you've got this cool app with music and sound effects and stuff. And it's one of those games that is a little bit higher in the price range, so maybe you can't justify buying it for yourself. Right. But you put it on the wish list because you kind of secretly hope you know <laughs> someone's going to buy it for you. Um, what was the another one? Oh, um, Champions of Champions of Midgard. There we are. That's the one. I did get the chance to try that one, and I think that it's going to appeal to a lot of people who want again a sort of a Lords of Waterdeep type thing, but with more uncertainty with the dice. Right. So that's definitely appealing. One that um, if you've got anybody on your uh, on your gift list who is big into these European style games, the heavier stuff, I think Great Western Trail is going to be a big deal. Have you seen that one? No. So it's one of these games that you look at the board and it's, oh my gosh, this is so intimidating. There's so much happening. But um, it just feels like sitting by a warm, cozy fire once it gets going because every decision point is interesting but not overwhelming. There's always like two, maybe three things that you can pick from. And it always matters a little. Uh, and it sort of gradually adds up to something that winds up being quite immersive and involved with a lot of latitude and leeway for play, for different sort of play styles. Do I want to mostly just have tons and tons of cows? Do I want to actually be a gigantic rail baron? Uh, do I want to be a landlord who owns tons of buildings along the way? And they each sort of appeal to a different sort of play style. Is it weird that as soon as you said owning a lot of cows, I perked up <laughs> and I got really excited? It's, 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 it's a little weird. But, um, but the fact is, it's appealing. Yeah. Because you collect cows of different types and you cash them in when you get to the end of the trail and then you start a new run. We're so lucky we live in a time where there's games that come out now that have different victory conditions or, or paths you could take. So they mm-hmm. appeal to multiple uh, gamers, styles of gamers. The cover is um, not 
particularly appealing. But the inside is, <laughs> is great. The bits look great. Um, this is a very warm sort of family game. It's on the complicated side for that sort of thing. But if you think your family could get into something that's a bit more involved, mm-hmm. this is a great place to go for that. No question. And it's been winning a ton of awards and getting a lot of attention. And speaking of getting attention, um, yes, of course, Charterstone is the hotness. But if your family hasn't played Pandemic Legacy yet... <gasps> yes, I've been so jealous seeing everyone post pictures of their <laughs> characters and, and telling me things, but not spoiling anything, but just like ex- explaining what the deal is. I haven't even played season one, but I'm like, can I just play season two? Just if you that? haven't played season one yet, then you kind of need to do that because season one is amazing. Aww. If you have, you if, even if you haven't, you can jump in with season two. You absolutely can. It takes place like 71 years I afterwards. It wouldn't be the same though. Psst. I think that playing season one is is uh, is, is something because everybody agrees it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, the reviews have been a little bit more mixed for season two because they took chances. Uh, they really did sort of try to do something that was different and unique and that would stand out and wouldn't be the same experience again. So kudos for that. Mm-hmm. As a natural result, though, it wasn't something that everybody was as positive about. Some people didn't like it as much. But again, that's this is what happens when you take risks with design. Not everybody's going to like it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if... That as, as far as if your playgroup has not yet played Pandemic Legacy Season 1, then for goodness sake, yes, that is on your Christmas list right there. <laughs> Unless you just hate co-op games. In which case, yeah, go for Man- go for Mansion of Madness, go for Great... Oh, actually, it is co-op. Although it can suddenly turn into a not co-op. <laughs> Great Western Trail is going to be uh, definitely on the list there for once who wants something that's going to be a really interesting competition. I'm actually already mentally adding it to my list and I haven't even seen what it looks like. <laughs> Cows. Okay, so uh, that covers the basics, and that covers the heavy stuff. We are going to dial it down a bit and talk about some later games and maybe some kids' games. See you then. Bye.